Hello, everyone, and welcome to Riding in Cars with Cats. I'm your host, Mike Tanner, and today I want to get a little bit personal. I don't want to get too much into detail about it, but I want to talk about a very personal topic that I'm asked about quite a bit, which is how much of my personal life should I share online? How much should I reserve for my personal life? And specifically as it relates to how this impacts businesses, what kind of things should we be sharing and what kind of things shouldn't we be sharing? And so I want to start by really saying that there isn't a super simple answer to this question because some people are comfortable sharing more information and some people are not comfortable sharing information. So let's start with those who are not comfortable sharing a lot of personal information. If you're not comfortable sharing more insights into your personal life on social, then just straight up don't. There's no requirement that you do. There are lots of businesses, small, medium, and large, that do very, very well by telling a very on-brand business story that doesn't necessarily relate to the individuals. The big key that I will say on social media in general is that the more comfortable you're feeling, it's likely that the more authentic you're being. Authentic is such a, a buzzword that we use all the time, but it's an important buzzword, and it's it's misused in a lot of ways. Some people will say things like, you want to try to sound authentic. And there's not really much less authentic than saying you want to try to sound authentic. What it really boils down to is being honest. And when you're honest, you're going to be authentic. That's sort of the end of that particular story. So the question sort of becomes... If you're comfortable sharing some of your personal life, what kind of information is good to share? How much is good to share? And and what kind of information isn't good to share? What kind of things as businesses should we not be posting about? I had a social media consult with a wealth management company a while back. I had done some customer discovery and some branding work with them. And we were now talking about how they were going to use that on social media going forward. And one of the things they said was, you know, are we allowed to talk politics? Are we allowed to talk religion? Are we allowed to talk, you know, social issues? And the answer is absolutely. You simply have to understand that each of those comes with a consequence. I'm not going to say a cost. I'm going to say a consequence. So, for example, if I decide to post about a particular political leaning that I have, there's a good chance that I'm going to alienate people who might be interested in my business, but lean in a different direction politically. And this company said, well, that's kind of what we were afraid of. And what I said was, don't necessarily be afraid of that. What you're going to realize is that When you lean in a certain direction, you're going to cement better your relationship with people who lean in similar ways. I love working with clients who have similar values that I do. 
I don't necessarily need to work with clients who have the same ideas or the same thoughts. It doesn't need to go that far. But I do really enjoy working with clients who hold the same values as I do. And I would suggest that more than likely across the aisle, if you will, the other side of the argument probably likes working with individuals who hold the same values that they do. And I think that by posting political content, in some cases, religious content, social issues content, what you're really doing is you're saying, here is who I am and how I identify in terms of what I think is important to the world. And you are then forcing your potential customers to make a decision as to whether or not that's something they're comfortable with. You being your authentic self allows your customers to be their authentic selves when choosing whether or not they're going to do business with you. So that's sort of my thought process on political, religious, uh, social commentary is I would simply suggest that, sure, you can do as much of it as you want. And I'll talk more about that in a second. But you're going to have to realize that you're going to encourage some people to connect with you and discourage others to con- from connecting with you. Now, in terms of how much, the individuals that followed you on social media probably followed you for a reason. Let's say, for example, you are a plumber and people started following you because you had interesting content about plumbing. Here's some ways you can make improvements in your house. Here's some simple tips and tricks, uh, you know, just plumbing related things. I follow a couple plumbers. I don't know anything about plumbing. And actually, it's sometimes really nice to hear them talk about these things because it gives me insights that I don't already have. Now, when some of those plumbing companies will post content that is more political or more social in nature, I really enjoy that because I like to see that we can connect in that way as well. But I also follow them for the initial reasons that they sort of suggested I should follow them. You know, I followed them because they posted a bunch of things about plumbing, how they did it and ways you can improve your home. I didn't necessarily follow them for their social, political and their commentary as a whole. So what this means is if they shift fully away from providing me the type of content that I was looking for and move solely to being uh, this other type of content, then I have a new decision to make. It doesn't mean I'm going to unfollow them. It doesn't mean I'm going to mute them, anything like that. But I have a decision to make. Is the content they're sharing good enough and worthwhile? And does it fill a void that's within my existing network? Uh, I follow a lot of political activists and there's a lot of political activists that I don't follow. And the reason is, is that I feel like a lot of it is the same basic content. And so I've chosen and curated the accounts that I'm getting that information from. And rather than me necessarily saying, well, I'll accept that information from anyone. Instead, what I do is I say, well, I have these people who provide me this information. And if I'm no longer getting that information from them, I have to decide if if I have room for them. And that's a decision you have to make when you're consuming content is, 
do you have room for more people talking about this thing? And that can be difficult sometimes. There have been people that I have unfollowed on various social media platforms because they no longer provided me the content that I needed from them. And instead, they were providing me content that, that honestly I already got from different places. And so I didn't want to just fill my feed with those things. I like a feed that is very uh, broad in nature so that I can learn about a lot of different things. And so it is fine for you to post as much as you want, but understand that at some point you might make the shift from being a plumber who provides some social or political insights to being a political or social activist who provides some insights on plumbing. And that is dramatically going to change who your target audience is and who's going to listen to you. So it's not that there's a yes or no answer or that there's a right or wrong. Instead, what you need to think about is the concept that you are going to be doing something different if you're doing those things. And you need to be cognizant of that. And that's that's really all there is on it. You can't go wrong posting political content per se. Um, obviously it's all going to be about context, but you can alienate individuals who were looking at your content for a very specific reason. And that's the point that you have to pay attention to. Now, when it comes to purely personal content, sharing your life story, what you're up to, I'm a big fan wherever possible of sharing this and Again, being authentic with it. But sometimes, depending on what the, um, the, again, the original reason I followed your content is going to determine whether or not I'm going to continue to follow your content if you shift into uh, a certain personal aspect of, of your life. So, for example, I tend to post about a lot of things about my children I tend to post a lot of things about political or social commentary, but I've kind of done that the whole time that I've, I've had the account. I've never had a strictly, um, a strictly professional uh, account. If I were to really start pushing overboard and more and more be, here's my kids, here's my kids, here's my kids, and not include insights that I think in terms of design, in terms of tech, in terms of social media, web development, etc. I would fully expect my audience demographics and their specific information to change. I would expect that I would no longer have the exact same people tuning in and listening to me. And I will say that what people want from a professional account sometimes is some honesty. They want to know when things aren't going really well and they want to know uh, when things are going really well, but you can go very, very wrong on both of those fronts because people want to reach out and help people. People want to be supportive, but they also have a lot of their own problems and can get really dragged down by accounts that become overly negative. There have been accounts that I have stopped following because they've asked for help. They've looked for help. And when that help has come forthcoming, they haven't taken it and they've really continued to just be 
you know, posting about how bad things are. And I follow accounts that post about how bad things are for them. But that's, again, sort of the initial reason I was following them, to reach out, to learn about their life and to do those things. If, on the other hand, you're a business who is constantly posting about how bad things are going for you, conscious or subconscious, this can have an absolutely negative effect on the way people perceive your business. I was once working with an individual who was looking at uh, doing some agency work, and they posted a lot of really, really negative stuff about their life. And then they were talking as well about, you know, the things that they wanted to do. But so much of it was how much they were failing. And people do want to hear, you know, about your failures, but people don't want to hear just about your failures. People want to hear not how you fell down, but Rocky Balboa. People want to hear how you got back up. And if you don't get back up, that has an impact on people's perception of what your business can do how successful you can be with your business. If I'm following a web design agency who constantly posts about the fact that they, you know, are missing deadline after deadline of accounts and they can't seem to get anything done and how bad their life is going, that's going to have a a negative impact on their business. That's going to have a negative impact on their ability to get clients. If clients perceive that they're not, doing well with this, then that's absolutely going to have a negative impact. And we have to be conscious of that. So what I would suggest is that you post things that are negative about your life, post things that are positive about your life, but try to you know, learn from those things and help others learn from those things. I write a lot of content for Yummy Mummy Club. I am a yummy mummy. And so I write a lot of content about my kids, about uh, sort of the things that we're going through. A lot of those are about failures. I wrote about super gluing my daughter's eyes shut. I swear I did that. It was an accident, but it happened. I wrote about my son uh, farting in my face. I wrote about, you know, my son smuggling a fidget spinner to school in his presumably underwear, but who really knows? I write about a lot of really negative experiences. I write about how much I don't like Father's Day and the negative emotions that I associate with it. But what I try and do with all these posts is I I really start with the problem and then I try and work through that problem and I try and figure out a way to help solve that problem both for myself and for my readers. And that part becomes incredibly important because if all I bring forward are the losses, and I don't provide you with any feedback on how to, how to win, that's problematic. Now, on the other side of things, there are some accounts that I follow that I'm just tired of hearing how great things are going for them. And it's, it's not that I'm, it's not that I don't want them to have great things. It's that I'm not hearing any of the insights on how they got where they are or on why they got where they are or on you know, what they're trying to accomplish. All I'm hearing is I closed another account. I made another sale. I'm awesome. Look at me. And those accounts get a pretty quick unfollow much faster than an account that is talking about the negative things that are happening for them because I feel like it's not authentic. 
I feel like if you don't show any struggles whatsoever, but you show, you know, how awesome things are going all the time, I just don't believe you. And if you are doing that well, great. Try not to rub it in everyone else's face. I love hearing about the successes that other people have had, but there comes a point where you are bragging. You're not proud of it. You're trying to show off with it. And those accounts, like I say, get pretty quickly unfollowed in most cases by me. So when it really comes down to it, what you post from a content perspective is entirely up to you. There is no right or wrong as it relates to what you absolutely should be posting. You know, you'll read all these pieces about how often you need to post or what kind of content you need to post or what kind of things are converting from a content perspective. And all those things are at their core true, but they're not necessarily the only things that you need to know. What you really need to to do is make sure that it's right for you and you need to be understanding that this content that you're posting is going to have some sort of an impact. So you can post all the anti-Trump comment content that you want and you are going to lose some followers. You'll probably gain some followers. And if that's the way you feel, you'll probably be happier with your new followers versus your old followers. But I cannot say that you won't lose some business because you've decided to post certain content. For me, the content I post really helps dig into the people I want to connect to. And the people I want to connect to like the content I post. And I try and be honest because I feel that's the best way to do it. If you have questions about how you can maximize your success on social media, uh, maximize, and that's from a business perspective, uh, not from a personal perspective, but if you're wondering how can I make people want to connect with me in a, in a better, clearer way, uh, please reach out. I'd love to answer any questions that you have. If you want to know, you know, if you have questions about whether a particular piece of content is the right piece of content for you based on your brand or questions like that, please reach out. I'm always happy to answer those questions. The real point in all of this is that if you're posting the right stuff for you, then it's the right stuff. And there is no perfect post. There is no way for something to go viral. Those things happen through interesting content posted honestly, but there is no easy to follow scenario for the content that's going to take off. If it doesn't match you, it's not going to work. Cheers. 